ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय भगवत ಅಮಾನಿತ್ವಂಕಾರಜಾಂಹಂಕಾರಜನ್ಮೃತ್ಯುಜರಾವ್ಯಾಧಿಶನಂ ಅಸಕ್ತಿರ್ಭಿಷ್ವಂಗ್ರಾರಗೃಹಾದಿಷು ನಿತ್ಯಚಿತ್ತಷ್ಟಾನಿಷ್ಟೋಪತ್ತಿಷು ಮಯಿಚಾನನ್ಯೋಗೇನ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ವ್ಯಾಭಿಚಾರಿಣಿ ವಿವಿಕ್ತೇಶಸೇವಿತ್ವರಾತೀಯಜನಸಂಸದಿ ಅಧ್ಯಾತ್ಮಜ್ಞಾನಿತ್ಯಾರ್ಥದರ್ಶನ ಎಜ್ಞಾನಿ ಪ್ರೋಕ್ತೋನ್ಯಥಾಂಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಹ್ಯುಮಿಲಿಟಿ ಪ್ರೈಡ್ಲೆಸ್ನೆಸ್ ನಾನ್ ವಯಲೆನ್ಸ್ ಟಾಲರೆನ್ಸ್ ಸಿಂಪ್ಲಿಸಿಟಿ ಅಪ್ರೋಚಿಂಗ್ ಅ ಬೌನಫೈಡ್ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುವಲ್ ಮಾಸ್ಟರ್ cleanliness steadiness self control renunciation of the objects of sense gratification absence of false ego the perception of the evil of birth death old age and disease detachment freedom from entanglement with children wife home and the rest even mindedness amid pleasant and unpleasant events constant and unalloyed devotion to me aspiring to live in a solitary place detachment from the general mass of people accepting the importance of self realization and philosophical search for the absolute truth all these i declare to be knowledge and besides this whatever this whatever there may be is ignorance now this is a very long purport i'm just going to read a section of it uh, on which i want to concentrate as for detachment from children wife and home it is not meant that one should have no feeling for them they are natural objects of affection but when they are not favorable to spiritual progress then one should not one should not be attached to them the best process for making the home pleasant is krishna consciousness if one is in full krishna consciousness he can make his home very happy because this process of krishna consciousness is very easy one need only chant hari krishna hari krishna 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 hari hari rama hari rama 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 hari hari accept the remnants of food stuffs offered to krishna have some discussion on books like bhagavad gita and shriman bhagavatam and engage oneself in deity worship these four things will make one happy one should train the members of his family in this way the family members can sit down morning and evening and chant together 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. If one can mold his family life in this way to develop Krishna consciousness, following these four principles, then there is no need to change from family life to renounced life. But if it is not congenial, not favorable for spiritual advancement, then family life should be abandoned. One must sacrifice everything to realize or serve Krishna, just as Arjuna did. Arjuna did not want to kill his family members, but when he understood that these family members were impediments to his Krishna realization, he accepted the instruction of Krishna and fought and killed them. In all cases, one should be detached from the happiness and distress of family life, because in this world, one can never be fully happy or fully miserable. Yeah, I'm going to concentrate on today on these words. Asaktir Anabishvanga Putra Dharagrihadishu Srila Prabhupada translates this as freedom from entanglement with children, wife, home and the rest. So you can understand this isn't the kind of subject which is very popular when we're speaking among Grihastas. You don't get many lectures about being freed from attachment from wife, children, home, family and the rest, is it? You get many lectures like that? No. Well, um, we often hear that in Krishna conscious family life is as good as renounced life, right? Isn't it? We never hear that renounced life is as good as family life. You ever hear that? No. Well, that suggests that renounced life is actually the standard. If we hear that family life in Krishna consciousness is as good as renounced life, but we don't hear that renounced life is as good as family life, then it suggests that actually the standard is renounced and family life is said to be as good. But there's something intrinsically better. Hear the word, intrinsically better in renounced life. Hear the word is asaktiya non-attachment, not being attached to family, wife, and all these things. One should be attached to Krishna. That's the point. If in family life one can be attached to Krishna, then family life is as good as renounced life. And certainly the the family life of Thakur, for instance, uh, is better and the renounced life of a Mayavadi who's not a devotee. Uh, however, the standard of Bhakti in Thakur is exceptional. And the general tendency in family life is to be attached in an imbalanced way. Here, Lord Krishna speaks of Adhyatma jnana nityatvam tattva jnana artha darshanam. 
which means to uh, be searching for spiritual knowledge, to see everything through the eye of philosophical understanding. What does that mean? That means to see. There is Krishna. This reality is Krishna. I am a servant of Krishna. Everyone is a servant of Krishna. Krishna is the center of everything. But in family life, the tendency is to think, I am the center, or my family is the most important thing. We are cultivating Krishna consciousness, but we also think in terms of my family. This verse is there. There are so many verses in Bhagavatam and throughout Shastra which uh, warn us of the dangers of being attached to family life. Pungsastriya mituni bhavametam tayoraho hridiya grantimahu atogriha kshetra sutata vitaya janasya moho yamahangmameti. Lord Rishabdev explains how illusion expands in this world. Illusion means thinking in terms of I, me, and mine, instead of thinking in terms of Krishna. Amitoma tumitoama kika japardhan, Thakur says, in relation to Krishna. I am yours, you are mine. What business do I have with anyone else's possessions or anything else? I am Krishna. I am Krishna's. And for one who is very advanced, he can say, Krishna is mine. But if one is thinking in terms of my family, my home, my possessions, my job, my business, my problems, my, 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 then it is, uh, we can't talk of my Krishna. <laughs> So, how does this illusion expand of I, me, and mine? It begins from sexual attraction, in which uh, man and woman are attracted to each other, and the particular relationship between a man and a woman, this causes a uh, knot on the heart. Hridhya granti. The heart becomes tied up and one thinks that instead of being the heart being tied to Krishna, the heart becomes tied to family attraction. And it's not just me and my wife, but the wife is known as three, which means by whom there is vistara, expansion. So, family life means that one has to have a place of residence, Atogrihakshetra. Traditionally, that would mean with some land also. So, my house, my land, or my country, my, my, my people, Narabharat Mahan, my India. We think in terms of 
my the place janani janma bhumischa swargameva guriyasi this is my my have you all heard this saying my mother and my land of birth is better than heaven this is nonsense this is maya but we think like that atogrihakshetra and then my children especially my sons relatives family mama mami nana nani and nati natini and so there's so many words in jija jamaya so many words in indian languages we don't have them in western languages so many words for different relations so uh, and money money is very important in an astrological matching you may go for astrological matching but before a marriage and it may be a great match but if the uh, if the if the boy has no money then forget it they won't even go that far let's see where is the money it's most important especially in the modern age if one has money that's considered success you have to be a success success means you have money that's all you're working for some beef eaters earning 40000 rupees a month oh success and your career will expand more so success means you're able to maintain a family that's a great achievement in the modern age <laughs> if you can live in some pigeon hole in abu dhabi and have a car which gets stuck in the traffic jam and it's difficult to find a parking spot car can go at 250 kilometers an hour and in the abu dhabi traffic jam 2.5 kilometers an hour and this is success money we have money so this is my and one may be krishna conscious at home someone that's good but basically one's attention for most of one's life is on maintaining the family that's what the actual concentration is on one has to work and please his boss or his clients and his wife and get his son and daughters educated and then his daughters they should become ambitious to become an airline pilot or a prime ministeress or something like this and he has to see that his children are successful and just when he's thinking in his old age now i can retire and chant hari krishna then the grandchildren come and then yes to look after them because the son and the daughter-in-law 
or the daughter and the son-in-law there at work working hard like you worked hard so there's no one to look after the children so they want to have you to look after the children so you're stuck with affection for your grandchildren and in this way the whole life one is uh, stuck with entanglement in family life so uh, it is a good, a good idea to be Krishna conscious at home and we encourage you and congratulate you on this but at the same time one should hear about becoming detached from family life because if at the time of death one thinks of his children or wife husband or whatever with any material attachment then one's going to get born again in this material world one's not going to go to Krishna if one is attached to comfortable living social prestige which is so much part of family life you have to show that you're a success. You have to get your children educated in the best way, in the best schools. And they also, you have to throw them in, and they also have to work like a slave all their lives so they can also be socially respectable. And you want your children to chant Hare Krishna, right? But you don't want them to join the ashram and be brahmacharis and dedicate their life fully to Krishna. That's the worst possible thing that could happen. This is material attachment. And one has to be free from that if one is going to be fully Krishna conscious. These are uh, unpleasant facts, which is maybe why <coughs> you don't get many lectures like this, because everyone wants to be pleasant and nice and smile at each other and... Uh, Everything's very nice, and here are my children, they're learning shlokas, and they're also doing very well in school, and they'll also be good successes and work very hard, and also chant Hare Krishna uh, sometimes uh, while they're driving to work, to work hard and earn lots of money and be a social success. Uh, so you don't, you don't really like to hear this kind of thing, but... Reality is that attachment to children, wife, home, and the rest is its entanglement. And it arrests our advancement in Krishna consciousness and it spreads a web of illusion. If we are thinking in terms of my family, my home, my prestige, my bank balance, then this is not tattva jnana artha darshanam. This is not seen in terms of reality. This is uh, not seeing the reality. This is all temporary. If we read Bhagavatam, if we actually read, then we'll come across these statements. There, there are many, many statements which foster detachment from this world. 
That's not, it's true that it's not in and of itself the essence of Bhagavatam. The essence of Bhagavatam is to become attached to Krishna. But at the same time, we find that there are many, many statements and long sections in the Bhagavatam, like the, t- the teachings of Jarabharat, a long section which fosters detachment from this material world because unless we are detached from this material world, then we can't have positive attachment to Krishna. So, we should understand, just like the example is given in the Bhagavatam, that this entanglement with wife, children, home, family and the rest, it's uh, it's a temporary situation. Of course, if our families and members are Krishna conscious, then we can also they can also go back to Godhead and we can also go back to Godhead. But it, uh, it may not be that in spiritual existence that uh, our particular attachment in, this, or in the spiritual world is to these family members. One might be uh, in a completely different rasa with Krishna. Even in, uh, one might be in Dwarka and one might be in Ayodhya. So, the, the tendency to think that this is real, this is reality, my relationship with my family and friends, it's, it's a very strong illusion. This family life is in... in for materialistic people, it is the arena in which we are entangled. Now, we can, in Krishna conscious, we can convert that to, if we are fully Krishna conscious, so we can convert that to seeing all the family members as, as servants of Krishna. I am also a servant of Krishna. But it's, we shouldn't take it for granted that just because I'm chanting Hare Krishna, that I'm fully free from material attachment. We should know that if in any way we have uh, any mundane attachment to my family members, then this is maya. It's an impediment to becoming fully attached to Krishna. Therefore, even Kunti Devi, who is the mother of the Pandavas, she herself being a pure devotee, and her sons all being great devotees, pure devotees, eternal associates of the Lord, on both sides of her family, the, the, the Pandavas and the Vrishnis, they're all devotees. But she prays to Krishna, Sneha Pasham Imang Chindi, Dura Pandashu Vrishnishu. She prays to him that please cut the ropes of affection which bind me to my family members. Now you may think, well, if you're attached to the to the Pandavas and the Vrishnis, well that's very good, isn't it? It is, but she prays that I, I don't want please I don't want to be attached to them in a mundane way. 
even one may have a relationship with pure devotees, but that can be mundane also, just like Bhaktivinoda Thakur, most of his family members saw him in a mundane way. Our own Srila Prabhupada, most of his, actually all of his family members, too, they, they saw him in a mundane way. They saw him as, he's our father, our husband, and his job is to bring money, and he's, he's got all this Krishna bhakti, just too much. And that's what they were thinking. So eventually he left them, he took sannyas, because they didn't cooperate with his Krishna consciousness. So, uh, we're not recommending that you become uh, nasty to your family members or uh, detached in an in a inappropriate manner. Not at all. Family life in Krishna consciousness is very important to uh, have ideal families with Krishna in the center. But, at the same time, we should understand this and cultivate this understanding that really the center is Krishna and this family situation is temporary. Like, I've been in so many families. I've been been a member of a dog family and a cat family and a camel family and I've been an ant and a pig and a tree and, and an indra and an indra goop, a little insect. Now I'm in another family. By the grace of Guru and Krishna, uh, in this situation I'm able to chant Hare Krishna. But like any other family, the members will eventually be scattered. So we're here together and we're helping each other to chant Hare Krishna. But we should see each other as devotees. Uh, of course, as long as one is a in-family life, one has to deal with the family members as family members. But we have to... That means that the husband has to behave as a husband, wife has to behave as a wife, and not neglect those duties or uh, fail to be affectionate, caring, responsible and all these duties that come with the role of husband, father, wife, mother, daughter, son and so on. But at the same time we have to know that inordinate attachment to my family situation even if the family members are Krishna conscious it is an illusion because everything here is temporary and the tendency in family life to become attached to a certain kind of uh, prestige, a certain living situation, certain home, 
certain set of relatives we should know from the Bhagavatam that this is the cause of our entanglement in material this is material consciousness which is the cause of our entanglement in family in, in the material world uh, so uh, we read this in Bhagavatam now it's interesting or noteworthy that uh, many devotees they like to read Bhagavatam not many, not enough actually but among those who do uh, study the Shastra which is right, and like to teach their children shlokas they don't often like to teach them these kind of shlokas that shows something that they like to hear descriptions of Krishna's beauty and the glory of bhakti so this is all very good but we don't find that people those are in family life they like to learn verses like this this Pungsastriya uh, Mithuni Bhavametam they don't like to teach their children verses like this which I, the one I was just reciting that attachment between the attraction between male and female is the active principle that binds us in material life. That's a very important statement, isn't it? Isn't that a very important statement for understanding how we're here and how, what's the nature of bondage? But not many devotees like to learn this or he even hear about it. Isn't it important for us to hear about it? Prabhupada quoted this verse many times. But somehow we like to edit it out of our consciousness. We like to hear all the nice things. But we, we need to hear that which will free us from material bondage. Otherwise we'll be sentimentalists. If we don't hear the message of Bhagavatam as our Acharyas have presented, as Shukadev Goswami has presented, as Vyasadev has presented it, if we cut and paste, I like this bit, I don't like that bit, and that in itself is an imbalanced approach. You may think, well, this lecture is pretty imbalanced. What about all the what about all the good things about family life? All right, we've had plenty of lectures like that. You've probably heard plenty of lectures like that. That's why I thought it's good to speak on this subject, the other side of the story, which no one wants to hear. So I'll become unpopular, and they'll call me a fanatic. All right. Okay, you can. It's easy. That's you can just call me a fanatic, and you know, in this way, edit it out of your consciousness. You don't have to. But the fact is, nevertheless, that family entanglement is the cause of bondage in material life. That's why it's in the Bhagavatam. That's why Vyasadev included it in not in one verse. There are so many verses. Yan Maitunadi, Grihamedhi, Sukami, Tucha. This is another verse that Srila Prabhupada often quoted, not often quoted in Iskon today. Yan Maitunadi, Grihamedhi, Sukam, Hitucha. 
said that the happiness of family life begins with sexual sex and it is very insignificant family happiness is very tucham you all know this word tucham you all know that word means insignificant It is like an itch. The desire to gratify the sexual urge is like an itch. You feel it's itching, you scratch it. But, Prahlad Maharaj says that materialistic people, they don't know that by scratching you make the problem worse. So, uh, a self-controlled person tolerates the itching. Just like if you have an itch and you scratch it. But you know, I shouldn't scratch it. If I scratch it, it'll get worse. A little itch? Okay, leave it. Scratch it, it'll get more itchy. Scratch it some more, it'll start bleeding. Scratch it some more, it'll become infected. Then you have a big problem. So these are the uh, examples given in Shastra. From the very beginning of Bhagavatam, Shukadev Goswami, he uh, condemned the position of materialistic householders. Apashyatang atmatatvam griheshu grihamedhinam. naktam vyavayena chavavayaha. He condemned the position of materialistic householders whose nights go in sleeping on sex indulgence and in the daytime simply maintaining their family members. He said this to Puri, and he said they're never concerned with understanding the science of the self. They are materially attached householders. He said this to Purikshit Maharaj. You may say, well, I don't have to listen to this. I'm a Krishna conscious householder. This doesn't apply to me. But Shukadev Goswami said this to Purikshit Maharaj, who is, uh, don't think that I'm insulting, you shouldn't think I'm insulting you by saying this, but I think we can <coughs> accept it as a fact. Purikshit Maharaj was considerably more advanced than all of us. And now he's a great pure devotee. And Shukadev Goswami said this to him uh, because the tendency is that as long as one is in material life or in family life, to be attached to it. And even great pure devotees, there may be not not exactly material attachment, but some semblance of that. And for those of us who are not pure devotees, it's not just a semblance, but it's a reality. Our, the attachment is going to be there. So, 
again, we shouldn't think that just well, you know, I'm I'm Krishna conscious, so I don't. This doesn't apply to me. Well, that's true. It doesn't apply to us as much as we are Krishna conscious. If we are fully Krishna conscious, then it doesn't apply to us. But even Bhaktivinoda Thakur, uh, who is undoubtedly fully Krishna conscious, for the sake of our uh, advancement, he portrayed himself as being in his songs, just like the Gopinath song. He portrayed himself as being surrounded by family, relatives, and in this way, in Maya. So we shall have to see for ourselves and be very careful that we're not cultivating materialistic attachment to family members. Most people in this world are married, those who are not married, young men and women or children, they're going to be married. And everyone in every status of life can be fully Krishna conscious. But generally the uh, attachment to family, children, wife, home and the rest is uh, an impediment in our advancement. We should know this. We shouldn't be in an illusion about this. Therefore, the Vedic system is, and Srila Prabhupada often said this, those who listen to Prabhupada's lectures, Prabhupada's lectures, will hear Srila Prabhupada speak about this again and again and again, that the Vedic system is that one uh, who enters family life, eventually he comes out of that. And Prabhupada quotes, Panchas Ardvang Vanang Vrajet. Once one crosses the age of 50, he should go to the forest, which means one should be a Vanaprasta or ultimately a sannyasi. Grihama, what is that? Another Prahlad Maharaj instruction. Grihamandukupang vanangato yadharim ashrayata. He tells Hiranyakashipu, the most attached person, that uh, one should leave the family life which is like a blind well. The home life, it's like a blind well. If, if you fall into that, then one can easily fall into it. It's very once you're in, it's div- it's very dangerous and difficult to get out of. But one should leave that and uh, go to the forest and take full shelter of Hari. So that was Srila Pro- Prabhupada often quoted this. By the age of 50, one should wind up all one's... If one is in material home life, all these things, even as a devotee, by the age of 50, one should renounce. That means one has to 
be married early enough to finish his responsibilities. But what we're practically seeing is that most of our devotees, they don't renounce at all. They just go on and on and on in their family life. And, and uh, like I say, the, after the children, the, then the next trap is the grandchildren. It just goes on and on and on up until the moment of death. That one remains attached. But Srila Prabhupada, he was uh, on one hand very much encouraging, yes, be ideal devotees in family life. On the other hand, warning, don't be too attached to this situation because it is temporary. It's not the ultimate reality. The tendency is to think that this is it. This is the reality. I have a little home and I chant Hare Krishna here. That looking after my family, that's it. That, but the that's not it. It's all going to be finished in due course of time. It won't be very long. So one has to, at the age of 50, start to renounce. And you may think, well, that's a bit young, isn't it? You know, they usually retire us at 60 or 65. But by that age, one's already old. And the attachments, like I say, the grandchildren attachment is is the at the age of 50 one should still be quite healthy and strong you may think well that's a, a little early but the idea is that one shouldn't become completely worn out when one has no strength to just the, the body is full of problems one has no energy left for serving Krishna when one is still fairly young one should start to renounce and leave all these things that, that doesn't... Vanang Vrajet, the idea is to become a Vanaprasta. So one can become a Vanaprasta either traveling with one's wife to holy places or... It means one... It's like a kind of half-married situation. One can uh, retire from family life, from, from working, job, and all these kind of things. And then... Uh, become more involved in Krishna conscious activities, not necessarily fully taking sannyas, but not being fully entangled in career, family development and all these things. Start to become detached from all these things. Of course, in the modern world, they tie you up. Mortgage. And then you, you go on paying it. If the mortgage is connected to the expectation of your earnings up to... The, up to the moment you leave, you retire, so you, you have to pay off your mortgage till you're 65, then you'll just be in your house long enough to die in it. So, this, what is life? Just working, working, working. You make a bunch of debts and you spend your whole life paying them off. Well, one should plan one's life in such a way. Of course, we don't know what's going to happen. We could die at any moment. We say that. We don't believe it, but we say that. Actually, it's a fact. But we should plan that we will uh, plan that, well, if I do live the usual three score and ten, as it said in the Bible, 70 years, then uh, I should start to become detached from all these, this home situation 
so that I can fully depend. At some point, I have to start becoming detached so I can fully depend on Krishna. Youth is the time when some enjoyment is there. Okay. You're Krishna conscious Grihastha, all right. You like to have a nice home, nice saris for the wife, all this kind of thing. All right, you do that. Do that for some time. But don't spend your whole life doing that. At some point, it should become detached. Live simply. Husband and wife. Don't, don't spend your whole life simply cultivating, showing off your nice saris to your friends and, and uh, your nice home and all this. Someone, someone said to me some time ago, I want to build a big house so that I can invite devotees and we can have programs. It's, it's like you don't have to have I'm going to work hard and earn lots of money so I can have a big house to invite devotees. But you don't... It, it's indulging one's material desires. You can say dovetailing it in Krishna consciousness or using Krishna consciousness as an excuse. The, the main desire is to have a big house. And I can also use it to invite the devotees. I can show the devotees, see, I got a big house. But the, the, the concentration is not how I can be Krishna conscious, but how I can have a big house. And I can also use it for serving the devotees. But I have to work hard, I have to think of money, I have to say, and then I can have a big house. But the aim of life is not to have a big house, even if you can use it in the service of Krishna. We should think rather, how can I best serve Krishna? And if having a big house is the way, all right, but that, it won't be. It will never be. If by, if by your fortune you happen to have a big house, you can use it in the service of Krishna. But we don't find anywhere in any Shastra it said that one has to have a big house, then he can serve Krishna better. There's no such statement. If you have it, okay, use it for Krishna's service. But this cultivating of material... I should have a good job in a big position and then people will respect me and then I'd also like to be Krishna conscious. This is a common one we hear. We should all be very well... All our Grihastha devotees should earn lots of money and have good positions and then when we preach people will want to be devotees. Yeah, they'll also want to have big jobs and big positions and uh, we can also chant Hare Krishna because they think, well, I can be a... I can be a material success and chant Hare Krishna. So but the emphasis there again is on on our material situation. But Krishna consciousness doesn't depend on any material situation. You can be a poverty stricken and be fully Krishna conscious. I may say, well, people won't want to be Krishna conscious if they see we're all poverty-stricken. Therefore, we should all have big jobs. But again, it's the emphasis comes on we should work hard and, and have a good position in society because to have that so-called, what they call a good job, that means you're a, in, the, in the prison of corporate life, you're a... You're a you have... A, gold chains that's all instead of being tied up with iron chains you're tied up with gold chains that's all 
instead of being fed just rough rice in the prison, you are fed some little bit nicer rice, but you're still in the prison. So, uh, yeah, to, to get that big job and big position and maintain it, you have to work at least as hard as all the other material as all the materialistic people around you. And then how are you going to... Where's the time going to be to be properly Krishna conscious? You need time to chant... To be properly Krishna conscious, you need time to chant Hare Krishna. You need time to study the Bhagavatam. You need time for all these activities. And you and you have to be able to concentrate on that. But if you're always concentrating on career, job, money, prestige, position... You may say, well, people... They may listen to. They won't necessarily listen to what you say if you have these things. They might do, but they'll materialistic people might listen to you, and then they'll also yeah, and then they can also become materialistic devotees with a, with a big job and a big position and chant Hare Krishna, but don't really have much time for it. So the the really uh, attractive force in preaching Krishna consciousness is if the person is Krishna conscious, and increasing the number of materially attached, pious people who are mumbling Hare Krishna while they are rushing off to work in the name of chanting their owns, well, that's not really what Shukadeva Goswami was talking about. So, these are harsh words, no doubt, which is why no one likes to talk of them. If you talk of all these things, then they won't be very popular and people won't like to listen and everyone wants to be popular. But the fact is, as Shukadev Goswami says, as Vyasadev says, as Rishabdev says, as Jabarat says, as Prabhupada has said again and again and again, that material attachment <coughs> binds us in this material world and the center of material attachment is putra dara grihadishu and unless one is a completely pure devotee of Krishna then these entanglements are going to hold back our spiritual advancement now the art in Krishna conscious family life is to uh, mold the family life so that it is centered on Krishna. That's true. That should be done. That's very good. But as I'm repeatedly saying, because it seems to be a misconception, it is not just that by chanting Hare Krishna and having pictures of Krishna in your home, and being initiated in, all the, in Krishna consciousness, that one is automatically on the f- spiritual platform. The attachments are there. One tends to see one's wife and children in a materially attached way, or one's husband, or whatever, for the women and the husband. So one has to cultivate this sense also of being a responsible grihasta bring his family along in Krishna consciousness, and also understanding that I have no ultimate relationship with my family members more than with any other jiva in existence. 
There are billions of jivas in existence. Somehow or other I've been put together with these ones. We're all... I have an, a relationship with every jiva in relationship to Krishna, but ultimately I have no more relationship with the jiva who happens to be my husband or wife or children than I have with any other jiva anywhere else in the material or spiritual world. This understanding should be cultivated. Otherwise, the, the tendency of householders is to think in terms of I, me and mine, closed up consciousness. That's why we see that uh, even Nanda Maharaj, who, if we can join his family, that's oh, that's far better than being a great sannyasi. He's that family is fully transcendental. Krishna's family, the the, the families of Krishna and all the cowherd people of Raja. That family life is glorious. But Nanda Maharaj, seeing himself as a attached householder, referred to him to Grihinam Dina Chetasam. He said that generally family people, they're of very low consciousness. thinking in terms of I, me and mine, which also means my opponents, my rivals, my enemies. <coughs> he was praising Gaga Rishi, who came to his home. Mahad vichalainam nrinam grihinam dina chetasam. He said that great souls, renunciants like yourself, they come to the homes of householders who are very low consciousness to uplift them. So, those who are traveling sannyasis, those who don't have a home, their duty is to tell householders that you also don't have a home. Your perception of having a home in this material world is maya. Your cultivation of the consciousness that this is my home, this is Maya. We don't belong in this material world. Therefore, it's very useful for spiritual advancement not to have a home. But householders have to have a home. Therefore, householders should renounce their homes. They should see that I should not remain in this family situation up until the last gasp of my breath. I should plan to renounce, to come out of this. Otherwise, the ten, you will become... All right, you may come back in the same building and chant Hare Krishna, but it's still it's not the same as going back to Godhead. Of course, one can have a home in the Dham. One may live in the Holy Dham. But even then, one has to be, cultivate spiritual consciousness. It's not that simply by living in a Holy Dham, one is automatically Krishna conscious. You're chanting Hare Krishna, you got fed up of what I'm saying. 
too much. Generally, we don't chant rounds during a lecture because you can't hear both. If you want to chant, please go outside because you can't hear properly. Your, either your rounds or the lecture. You have to listen to one or the other. So, yeah, it, you can be living in the Dham uh, and not be Krishna conscious. Kangsa was living in Mathura Dham. Of course, he was Krishna conscious in one way, but not in a very good way. What about the uh, husbands of the the Brahmanas, who were the husbands of the Yagyapatnis? They were living in the Dham, in Mathura Dham. But even when Krishna came to them personally and said, Could you feed me? Can you imagine that? Devote, so many devotees are offering food to Krishna. And Krishna personally comes and says, Can you feed me? And here they are, these brahmanas living in Mathura. said, Forget it, no. Who the hell do you think you are? So they were, they were living in Mathura, but they weren't Krishna. They were cultivating consciousness of, I am a brahmana, this is my status, this is my home. They were in material consciousness. So much so that even when Krishna himself personally came and asked them to serve him, they, they refused to do so. Because they're in material consciousness. And we see that even in the present day. Many people, they live in a dham, but they're more concerned with property matters, business and then they'll have some rivalry with some other people who they're, they're rivals in business. And so, are they actually living in the dham? Or are they kept away from the dham by maya? So, we're chanting Hare Krishna. Are we chanting Hare Krishna? We are, are we? Oh, if we're chanting and we're thinking about my work, I have to get overcome this rival in the office and and I have to get a promotion and get more money. Are we actually Krishna conscious? These things should be considered. And we should hear this regularly, as Shukadeva in the Bhagavatam spoke on these points regularly. We have to hear these things regularly. Otherwise, the tendency to become attached materially is very, very strong. What to speak of householders, even for sannyasis, they can be attached to my ashram, my position, my disciples. The disciples can be seen in a mundane way also. One can be materially attached to them. They provide me comforts. They praise me. They make me feel good. They call me a Paramahamsa. So one can be materially attached. If a sannyasi just praises his disciples and they praise him, then where's the instruction? Where's the uplifting? 
So in any, it's not only in family life one can be in Maya, one can be a sannyasi and also be in Maya. But the, the tendency in family life is very strong because one is surrounded by the paraphernalia which one is surrounded by that which are the means by which maya entangles everyone in this world namely home, wife, children, money relatives so unless one is actually very firmly fixed in Krishna consciousness then the tendency to be influenced by maya into thinking that in in a materialistic way into perceiving the (coughs) members of the family and the paraphernalia of family life as objects of my enjoyment or my comfortable living that tendency will entangle us in material life so we need to regularly hear this so at least once in your life you might hear it actually if you listen to Srila Prabhupada's lectures you'll hear it many times And if you read Srila Prabhupada's books, you'll read it again and again. But it it seems to me that many devotees, they read Prabhupada's books kind of selectively or with a filter. It's like, this this doesn't really apply to me. Or they kind of, all right, that's there, but okay, let's get on to the nectar. That's all this stuff about entanglement, material life. Let's let's just skip over that and get to the nectar. Like I say, devotees who learn shlokas or teach their children shlokas, they don't teach them these shlokas. Why is that? Selective study of the Bhagavatam. And like I say, you don't hear many lectures like that, so you may think, well, it's not very important. But Sugadev Goswami thought it was important. And his opinion is important. And actually the fact is that the tendency toward material entanglement is there. So we should consider these points regularly. And while performing our family duty, which it seems most people... Uh, that the family situation is one that they're going to be in or is most suitable for them or somehow or other they're in it. So we encourage you, yes, be good Krishna conscious Krihastas. Be happy, Chan Hare Krishna at home. We encourage that, yes. But see this side also. Otherwise your uh, Krishna consciousness will not properly develop It will be sentimentally tinged. Material life is very nasty. And even if one is living so-called nicely in family life in this material world, the very nature of this material world is that so much nastiness will be there. 
as stated in this series of verses. Janma mrityu jaraviyadhi dukado shanudarshanam. We tend to think that in my family life everything is set up. I've got my home, I've got my wife, I've got my children, I've got my medical insurance. So everything's under control. But the harsh reality is that birth, death, old age and disease is there. And so many other nastinesses are there. So many difficulties are there in material life. Even if we're chanting Hare Krishna. So we tend to think of our family situation as a... uh, That will protect us from all of this. At least my wife is there to comfort me and when I get old my children will look after me. This is a big trap. When I get old my children will look after me. Then you become dependent on them instead of becoming dependent on Krishna. Therefore, panchas ordvam vanam rajet. Once you cross the age of 50, become detached. (coughs) Don't remain attached there forever. Yeah, and this idea that the children, uh, they'll all look after me, and the family, they'll all look after me. This is, uh, again, in the first teachings of Shukadeva Goswami, he refers to this as asat sanya. This uh, considering the family members will look after me. This, this they refers to as fallible soldiers. Prabhupada translates this asat sanya as fallible soldiers. We think that the children and the family members will protect me, but they cannot protect us from death, birth, death, old age and disease, or from the nastiness of the material world. And in fact, they may be uh, not even faithful soldiers. In many cases, the family members turn against us. Those very persons who we were depending on to look after us, they may turn against us can't trust them. So don't trust them. Trust Krishna. Even you'll find among devotees, we have this idea, everyone who's a devotee is very great and pure, but we often find even among devotees, children who have been raised as devotees, when the parents get old, there's, there's arguments over property and all this. I've seen it. Same as materialistic people. (laughs) That should be good for the parents and they should become disgusted and detached from all this. (laughs) These things go on. We have the story of Puranjan. You'll read that in the fourth canto of Bhagavatam. How he took shelter of his wife. That's that was simply a great illusion. They couldn't protect him from death. At the time of death, we have to think of Krishna. If we think of our family members, which is the tendency, because we're strongly attached to them, if we think of our family members, then we have to come back again to this material world. Unless our family members are pure devotees, but even then, if we see them in a mundanely attached way, then our remembering them will not be pure devotion. We have to think of Krishna. 
For that we have to uh, cultivate attachment to Krishna. If there is attachment to children, wife, homely, home, and the rest, then we cannot be fully attached to Krishna. Therefore, it is stated here, Asaktir Anabhishvanga Putra Dara Grihadishu. One of the symptoms of knowledge, cultivation of knowledge, is to cultivate attachment from and non-entanglement with sons, wife, home and the rest. Hare Krishna. Alright. It's a fairly simple point which I've spoken on for how long? 40 minutes or something? The, the basic point is very simple to understand. And I've more or less just said the same thing repeatedly during the last 40 minutes or so. We should hear it repeatedly. We won't like to. But what we like is not necessarily what's good for us. That's another uh, form of maya that sometimes goes in the name of Krishna consciousness. What I like to hear that I should hear. And many times what we don't like to hear, that's what we should hear. And therefore it's the duty of those who have taken the role of gurus or teachers to speak what persons need to hear and not what they like to hear. Because if we only want to hear what we like to hear, then that's another form of sense gratification. So, is there any question or comment about this, please? Mm. Mother, you mentioned that in the course of your class, we become selective. We be, yeah, I mentioned that we become selective like, uh, in reading Bhagavatam. In, in yeah, we read it with a filter. Uh, even when we uh, sing some song or uh, because yeah, we like to sing songs. Yashomati Nandana Brajabara Nagar. Very good song. Very nice song. But we don't like to sing Amajivan Shada Paparata. We don't like to hear sing that. Gopinath, Amito Kamer Das. Gopinath, I'm a servant of lust. We don't like to sing this. Why is that? We only like the nice things what we think is nice. That means we've taken Krishna as, as a means for uh, satisfying our, our mental proclivities. We're not actually cultivating surrender to Krishna. If that's the fact, if we don't like to sing the songs given to us by our acharyas which represent our position, for our purification, songs that help us to become detached from this material world. If we only like to sing the songs which are suitable for liberated souls, then it's a kind of cheating. Self-deception. So like I say, the gurus and sannyasis should not assist in a process of self-deception. Their duty is to speak 
the truth that everyone needs to hear. But they won't be popular. But then if a sannyasi is attached to being popular, then he's also in Maya. You sing the song because you like the tune. Yeah, well, that's that's good to do service, the ones that you like, but the real thing is to do what is required to do. You can all take a copy of this book I wrote, Brahmachari and Krishna Consciousness, and read it once a year. How about that? That's more for Brahmacharis. It's good for Grihastas to read also. That's one suggestion. How to come out of it? Just come out of it. Don't don't uh, indulge in the cheating propensity. Recognize this is a cheating propensity. And read Srila Prabhupada's books in actual humility. Actual humility means Sarvam etadritangman ye yangmang vadasi keshava. O Keshava, I accept everything that you say. Not that, well, I accept everything you say, but, you know, that part of it, you know, some things are a bit too much. I don't really want to accept that. Okay, I accept it. Yeah, I accept it. But, you know, I don't want to listen to it too much. We accept it. We like to chant the shlokas of Bhagavad Gita, but you know, we learn the whole Bhagavad Gita. But great, I, I won a prize in the competition. My child won a prize in the Bhagavad Gita competition. Oh yeah, okay. And what about Asakta Anabishvanga Putra Dharagrihadishu? Any sign of that? Are you promoting that in them? No, but we won a prize in the we won a prize in the Bhagavad Gita competition. But what does it mean? We become, we may become more attached to our children winning prizes for reciting shlokas and entering into the understanding of them. And that's another form. Then we convert the Bhagavad Gita into Maya. Bhagavad Gita is never Maya, but we take it like that. Because we don't want to hear Bhagavad Gita as it is. Is family life an illusion? Everything conceived of as not in relationship to Krishna is illusion. It's the, nothing is intrinsically illusory. But it's the conception of anything outside of its relationship with Krishna that is an illusion. And family life in this material world intrinsically uh, doesn't intrinsically it doesn't have a relationship with Krishna. It's formed on the basis of the material body. But in the beginning it says the prakriti is only temporary, but it is not illusion. 
Prakriti is temporary, but it's not illusion. Yes. Yeah? So how does that nullify what I said? That's what I said. That it's anything conceived of outside of its relationship with Krishna. So you didn't even hear what I said. If we if we conceive of anything outside of its relationship with Krishna, that is illusion. With family life in relation with Krishna, of course. Uh, if you're fully cultivating that consciousness, very good. But that's the point I was making. That how much are we actually cultivating that consciousness? And it's not recommended for this age. The renunciation is not recommended at all. Okay, you'll give another lecture. We've had plenty. I'm sure you've heard plenty of lectures on how family life is as good as renounced life. So you can give another one and just nullify everything I said. But there is another side also. Renounced life is not recommended. By who? Well, Prabhupada, he made sannyasis. So, who's your guru? He himself took sannyas. It's like that, isn't it? That... uh, Certain people will like to say, yes, you see, sannyas is not recommended in this age, and they'll push that forward as a principle, not seeing what our acharyas actually did. And what is the meaning of Srila Prabhupada again and again preaching panchas ordvang vanang vrajit? What is the meaning of that? Can you explain that in light of what you just said? Why did Srila Prabhupada say it? Was Prabhupada, in, was Prabhupada wrong when he preached this? When, when you're promoting that renunciation is not recommended in Kali Yuga? And was Prabhupada wrong in promoting this? Why did he say that? You explain. What he said, Pope, Prabhupada and Venice, he said, not... So what's the, what's the conclusion? He said both. Prabhupada said both. He said both. What's the other thing he said apart from renounce? The renunciation is, life is not Srila Prabhupada said that and he made sannyasis. He quoted Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that one of the five things not allowed in Kali Yoga is sannyas. And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself shortly after quoting that to the Chan Kazi took sannyas. So what do we understand from this? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is in Maya. He was a hypocrite. What do you understand from this? It means the f- then we should understand from the Acharyas what is the, the, the uh, conclusion of this apparent contradiction. That this false renunciation of the Mayavadis, that is not recommended. But real renunciation to serve Krishna, that is always wanted, that is needed. And unless and until we have this uh, non-attachment to material life, then we have to come back to the material world. That's true in every yoga. It's not that it's different in Kali Yoga. That for most people in Kali Yoga, they they have to go through this stage of family life. That is there. And we have to encourage people in this dangerous family life to follow religious principles, put Krishna in the center. But at the same time, you have to understand that... Ultimately, you have to be fully attached to Krishna. And if you are attached to home, family and the rest, that uh, you have to be born again. 
So, remaining in family life is not the principle. And renouncing family life is also not the principle. The principle is to be attached to Krishna. But the tendency is, within family life, to become attached to wife, children, home, family and the rest in a mundane way. That is the tendency. Therefore, one should uh, cultivate non-attachment to these things. The actual principle is how to be attached to Krishna and not attached to anything else. It means we should be attached to Krishna and his devotees. Our family members can also be his devotees. That's also there. Mm. I'm sorry, I couldn't understand what you said. Could someone explain that in more clear English? No, when the time comes uh, after everybody leaves you, that time he will not help you with I still don't understand what's being said. When we are in Krishna consciousness, Prabhupada told we have to detach from our family life after 50. Yeah. Uh, Prabhupada said means he would always quote this from Shastra. It wasn't just Prabhupada's own so idea. We have to, if we are not detached the family life, family will detach us when we are after 60. That time, well, well, I, I can't understand what's being said. I still don't understand. At oldish time, if we are not detached, family members will detach us. What does that mean? Family members. They will Oh, yeah, possibly they will... Uh, they will detach us. That time Krishna will be away from us. What do you mean? I, I can't that understand. Krishna won't help. Is it right? His point is that uh, if I am not Krishna conscious before and I am attached to family, uh, at the end both will not be there. Krishna will not be there and family... You lose both, both sides. That's your point. Yeah? Maybe. On the other hand, the Rama leads a family life. Rama, yeah. same avatar of Krishna, he mm-hmm. leads uh, how to be in life uh, in the family and he leads the life uh, simplicity in the Krishna also? Same, same, uh, yeah, Krishna, Rama, they show how to leave, lead an ideal family life. Then there he attached with the family. Yeah, but Krishna's attachment is, that's Ananda Chinmaya Rasa. That's fully spiritual. Our attachment is not fully spiritual. Krishna's family members are his eternal associates. Our family members are not eternal associates. Neither are we Bhagavan and nor are they our nor are they our Shaktis. Nor is the, nor is the situation we are in with them eternal. 
and that is the but that is the illusion we tend to think of this as reality that is the illusion we tend to think that i me and mine me my home my family this is reality that is the illusion for krishna it's reality his family life is reality krishna is not in an illusion because he is the supreme enjoyer but we are not the supreme enjoyers we are the supreme sufferers as long as we <laughs> as long as we forget as long as we forget krishna we are simply suffering in this material world out of illusion we accept family life as a 